0: How do you proceed through a creative career while having a disability?
1: Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But now, Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions. So you don't need an undo. Presented by Made By Things. This is the Command Z show.
0: episode of the command z show i am currently shelby-less uh, as shelby has uh lost her voice she might drop in and maybe add a couple little words here and there uh but um while i am shelby-less i shelby i do have a guest today and one that i'm really excited to be able to um help uh uncover his story a little bit more because it's it's a a story that i think needs to be heard it's it's one that isn't often talked about and i'm I'm really excited to to dive in so our guest today is jeffrey lawson jeffrey how's it going
1: Uh, it's going pretty good uh thank you for having me today i'm excited to kind of share a bit about my background uh, about my story and some of the things that um have culminated through my career and have um, kind of prompted the topic about today we're going to talk about.
0: I love it. So your, your, um, your background, you are illustrator. I am. Um, I can't remember. Do you get into the animation side at all? Are you mostly illustration? Uh,
1: A little bit throughout my career. I've the thing that I've, um, it's kind of the weak point, actually. It's kind of the thing I've been focusing on most recently, you know, even through the gunner school, um, that are recently completed I have been focusing on more animation than design and illustration uh as a recent
0: Nice Awesome so we have a, a very big question that I think it's going to take us to a lot of different places um right. and uh I'm I guess you know honestly I'm am excited to to be able to do this I'm excited for any time that we get the a chance to have a really open and honest conversation where um you know, if at any point we're we're going farther than you'd like to go, please, you know, push me back. Sure. But otherwise, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna yeah. keep pressing, right? Uh, so the question that I have for you is, how do you proceed through a creative career while having a disability?
1: It's a great question, and it it's almost a very tightrope question, right? So right. because you know you straight too far on one side and you might fall off, right? Or you're straight to the other side and you might fall off, especially having, you know, someone who has multiple disabilities such as anxiety, depression, PTSD. Um, and I've had it throughout my life at various stages um, and to minor degrees, right? When I was a little kid, um, it was much worse. Um, you know, I remember my parents telling me that you know, throughout school I was had behavioral issues and I would get in fights a lot and you know, especially with my learning, right? You know, thinking throughout the various stages of my career, even we go back to when I was a little kid, you know, starting out, school wasn't the easiest for me and social stuff wasn't the easiest for me. Um, and so navigating that as a as as a kid was very tough. You know, I had to rely on my parents to kinda of help me with that. Doctors, stuff like that, but you know, fast forward, you know, I get in the military, and I I've learned to adapt by now without medication, without needing to you know go to doctors and anything like that. And you know, I get in the military, right? And you know, I do fine in the military. I, uh, you know, I become a leader. I help manage other soldiers. I even mentor other people. And then you know, fast forward six years later, I get out and i go back to college that's the real trip right there right so how do you manage um transitioning from this huge part of your life back to the way it was before right and learning that you now have a whole new set of disabilities right you had they're more prevalent they're they're in they're on the table now right you can you know about them especially cuz the things that happened uh you know while i was in the service you know um Some of those examples could be, you know, like when we were in Afghanistan and, you know, middle, midnight, 3 a.m., you're getting, um, you know, mortared. You know, how does that affect the mental, you know, being on the other side back in the civilian life years later or, you know, when you're in combat, going through convoys and stuff like that. And, you know, you have that anxiety of like at any moment, you know that you could be attacked. Right. And you're on you're on edge. And so some of these things translate back into the civilian life. Like when you transition, it doesn't just go away. It goes away over the years after you've learned to, to deal with those. Right.
0: Well, um, that's, I mean, yeah, you say it so casually, it was a lot of heavy stuff in there though. Um, It's interesting because I think that creatives generally have a lot more anxiety by default. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know why exactly. Um maybe it's one of these things where people that generally have high amounts of anxiety or things like that are just drawn to a career such mm-hmm. as a creative one. Um that's that probably makes more sense. But <laughs> um at what point for you did you decide like okay, I want to pursue a
1: creative career with this stuff? I think for me You know, a little bit of my background stems from when I was, you know, a screen printer in my earlier career before the military. um, I always had a passion for creating. You know, I went to community college and pursued advertising and design, but I didn't really get into it until a few years into my military career just clicked for me that in the military, you know, it's funny that I did have a job, right? But once leadership found out that I had creative skills, there was a lot of fun activities for me, right. like painting sidewalks, painting walls, doing photography. And so then it was like, Oh, if I'm going to just be doing this, I might as well do it, you know, full time. Right.
0: <clears throat> that's, <laughs> that's funny that you bring that up. Cause that was like, my first thing was when I was I think 15 and I was working at a restaurant and, um, the owner of the company was like hey we need like a sign like on the sidewalk like and there's this big like concrete boulder he's like can you paint on it i'm like uh yeah i can i can do that and that was like that's what i always say like that was my first creative job like i just the whole time i'm smiling i'm like can't believe i'm getting paid for this this is so cool um but yeah it's just again it's it's just fascinating how um Again, it just our creative career sort of find us, I suppose. Yeah. Um and um so with with things like your your military background, like is that something that you thought about throughout that entire military experience that you had? Like did you think that like, yeah, hey, I'm going to come back to this and this is I'm I'm going to have this kind of career?
1: I didn't. Uh, so when I was in the middle of Afghanistan when I thought about that, to be honest, you know, um, having spent almost six to seven months in Afghanistan, it started going through my brain, like, okay, is this gonna be the career that I lead with um because it was at the point where I was what they call retention, right um where you have so many months to decide, hey, am I getting out, am I staying in? Um, Before you can either a reenlistment kind of time frame, basically. And I just decided like, hey, there's this thing that was, you know, shared with me. um, And I forgot who shared it with me, but it was like. There's a school in Savannah, Georgia. They're, They're a good school. Like, hey, you should check them out. And I ended up checking them out. I had no resume, no website, none of that stuff. So imagine trying to put that together in the middle of a combat zone.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. How long were you in Afghanistan for?
1: Uh about I think it was about nine to ten months. Wow. What what year was that? Uh that was two thousand thirteen. That was okay. um Operation Enduring Freedom. Wow.
0: That's crazy. Um Good so, times, though. <laughs> yeah, my my so my nephew is in the Marines, and uh, I'm learning so much about military. Um, he he talks about the good times.
1: He's still early on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I still talk about you know I still have a lot of friends who um who are serving or either have uh who are veterans themselves and you know, just a few months ago, I, you know, I met up with my best friend that, uh, I got out with and we caught up and he was just reminiscing about the good times. Um, Mm -hmm. and some of those good times weren't so good times for me, you know, um, because, you know, everybody experiences it in different ways as you go through it. And, you know, what might've been fun for him might've been not fun for me. Right. Right. So I guess fast, fast forward a little
0: bit here. So, uh, you've, You know, clearly, you know, went through some stuff, right? (laughs) Um, in in Afghanistan and with your military experience. Uh, I guess can you talk a little bit more about like? I mean, you you kind of did a little bit like you're saying like okay, you're in Afghanistan, you're thinking about like this is you know what this is what I want to do as as a career. This is what I want to do. Um, and you you have these things, I guess mentally that you might think put you at well let me ask you this let me not try to put this in, in your own words sure. that experience do you feel like that was an advantage or a disadvantage uh, for you being able to transition
1: into a creative career oh i think a disadvantage because here's how i'll explain it when i transitioned back to the civilian life for a couple of years there it was extremely hard to to transition because it's almost like deprogramming and I won't say that like military is like programming, but it kind of is because you have to think a certain way and, and behave a certain way and, and be able to take orders on command because of the fact that in the military, it's serious business, right? There are things you have to do. You have to follow orders when you, when you have to. And so knowing that there's structure there too in place when you get out, you have to be your own structure. You have to be your own person in charge. You have to make decisions. You don't have someone making decisions for you. And so it was hard not having that structure, not having someone there to, to tell you that, okay, it's time to go to sleep. It's time to wake up, you know, all that good stuff. And so it's all on you. And so the hard part is letting some of that go because being a civilian again, you, you now have to know how to interact with other people, right? It isn't the military lifestyle no more. And the civilian life is much different from that, you know? And so it's it's different. There is a bit of an advantage there, especially, you know, having chatted with some other key leaders in our industry, some of those things do translate really well, you know, especially as far as leadership uh, capabilities, structure, being driven, all those things. do translate and add an advantage but in terms of like the anxiety like we talked about um some of the depression some of the structure um that all goes away and the other thing goes away too which is the most important and you hear about this all the time i'm sure you hear about it from um your nephew is that that camaraderie that you had and that bond with all those other people are now gone so you're left feeling like there's an emptiness there right um which I covered in my notes and we talk about that where now you should need to find that in the creative, in the industry, right? You need to, we call them, um, foxhole friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, you know, not to compare, uh, these experiences that I'm about to talk about with the experiences that you've had, but me and Shelby often talk about this idea of trauma bonding where it's like. It's such a an important part of just having a team is like when you've when you've been through something that was difficult those are are people you're bonded with in a in a different way um i mean yeah as you say like for potentially forever like you just mm-hmm. it's something that I talk about in a way with with my wife right we've we've lost a child, and to me, I'm like this is you know we've been through something that like much much of the world will never understand and it's it's interesting when you when you go through things like that um and i'll I'll connect this back to the creative world in just a second but uh it's just when you go through things like that it's just it does it just it it either brings people closer or pushes them farther apart mm-hmm. and like yeah you know, I think again, just different scenarios altogether, but I I guess I'm talking more about just like a spousal relationship kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, I think um, you you hit the nail right on the head. Let me tell you, like those, those experiences, um, like you said, either push people apart or pull them back together. But for the most part you create that bond and you create that memory with those people that, you know, I was having this conversation uh, with someone recently and it's like, they were talking about their family, um, why they joined the military. And she was saying that, you know, they might not understand the choices or and the reasons why and all that stuff. And I was like, well, for the most part, they can't because they've never done those situations right. together. Those people that you shared those those late nights with, those early mornings, those those tough experiences, you now have a instant connection and bond like glue that you'll share forever. Right, right. So,
0: I guess you know. I, I guess I have two questions. Um, one is, um, I guess I bring this up because for for me, one of I don't know, going through something like that. There there has to be time to heal, right? Mm. Um, no, I don't know. Any any sort of trauma that needs healing, right? And for me the healing was creating like that was 100 percent where i turned i i don't think that i had a real appreciation for this industry for the skill set that i had truly until i used it as a source of healing mm-hmm. um for for me it was writing a story about like you know i I didn't want everyone to see this as a tragedy, so for me, I was like, it's now my mission to how do I make this more of a hopeful story because i don't I don't want this to be a tragedy um I don't want it to be seen as one anyway right so for me, it was about writing a story about an actual experience and making a short film with with people on the team helping with illustration animation um and for me you know I got to the end of it and I was like I I feel better but like mm-hmm. now what? <laughs> like it's weird that I created this thing and I'm like I I almost felt like weird about like sharing it with the world cuz mm-hmm. I was like well this is this was incredibly personal like this is mine like I did this for me um but then it became like you know what maybe maybe this can help other people um and then it's like okay now this just it, became a much bigger purpose than what I initially initially set out to do Um, you know all all that being said I guess let me ask you like how have you how have you healed maybe that's too personal I'm sorry for this no no
1: no, that's perfect I like that because it it got me I mean I love it because the fact is I can relate to your story and the Mm -hmm. fact that it took me so many years to heal even going through college and out of college into my first role as an intern creating was the healing element like me creating these whether they're style frames like there's a section on my website called paint box right mm-hmm. so before I, when i rebranded before i rebranded it was called crumbles or something like that but it's just the fact of actively creating and telling stories through different means, different methods, but it's still the storytelling is there in each style frame. And for me, creating is my outlet. It's my way of sharing stories. You know, I talked with a buddy the other day and he's like sometimes your your posts are like really deep in terms of like storytelling. And I think for me it's my way of sharing bits of myself with the world, whether it's you know bits of my childhood, whether it's Bits of my military career, you can see some of that stuff sprinkled in and in, um, in my Instagram or in my website. You can see some of those elements throughout my time, but it has helped me heal. Right? Mm-hmm. It's it's you know it's and I'm still healing. Right? Like you know, right? many yeah. years on after this, I'll continually still make stories and tell you know tragedies, whatever it might have happened. You know, if I lose someone in the military, you know, because even though we've been out, we still lose people to, you know, veteran right. suicide right. and right. health related issues. And that stuff still affects me to the point where, cause we share these bonds together and, and, or I see stuff in the news that's, you know, related to losing soldiers. Cause that still stuff affects me. But I think that through art and through my career, that's kind of the reason why I decided to go this route too, because, you know, like, Art is a form of therapy, I guess, because percent it it's just the way that I needed to heal. Um, and, there, you know, there are different ways to heal, right? There are different methods. You know, one of my um, co-workers at Demo Doc, she was doing, um, she was studying to be a therapist through the use of paintings. Mm-hmm. And I've tried to adapt that myself. There's something that I, I haven't done commercially. Which is do paintings uh, in in the motion graphics world, but I have done them in my free time. So painting is almost like a little uh, healing thing for me. Oh, that's super cool. I it's interesting because like over
0: time I started to look at some of the work that I was doing, and I'm like, wait, like I I guess I didn't, I never realized how personal. I mean, until after I did that short film, I started looking back, and I'm like, everything that I've done is a journal entry into my life like i i've always just found a way to bring it in but i never even knew mm-hmm. um but it just after that i started being able to look back and being able to see like just i don't know with a completely different lens of like oh man what was going on um and it's interesting you talk about things like you know the post that you make and stuff like that um that was one of the things for me too uh, with a lot of the things that I post about Um, you, most people would say that I speak pretty transparently and just whatever's on my mind with a lot of the things that I post about. Um, I guess the biggest thing for me is like, I like to share what I'm learning and the, the, the idea of being a thought leader is really awkward and weird and not comfortable to me at all. So anytime that people like apply that to me, I'm like, nope, 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 stop it. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not a thought leader. I'm simply just talking about the things that I'm learning about. Um and I don't know, they all all are basically opinions, but it's also the idea of, man, if I can help other people in any way, I don't know. To me, that's that's one of the most fulfilling things that we get to do on this planet is learn something and then be able to teach it to somebody else.
1: Absolutely.
0: So, so let me ask you this, like, is there, I mean, how do you, at this point, how do you help others uh, that have been through similar things as you?
1: Good question. I mean, most recently, uh, you know, I've, you know, obviously, you know, Amanda uh, Russell, Um, beautiful soul. Um, He's helped me get through some of these, some of these things that I've been struggling with the last couple of years, right. Of having a good mentor. And so now I'm learning how to be a good mentor myself to other people who reach out because before I just wasn't equipped. Right. I I didn't, I mean, I I wouldn't say I was adequately equipped because I have the experiences from the military Mm -hmm. to help me, but creatively, how do I, how do I help others? Like you said, Have, you know, or who who don't have the experiences of going to a fancy art school, who who have anxiety, who who struggle with some of these things, and I can notice them, right? So most recently, I've picked up a few mentors, sorry, not mentors, mentees, Mm -hmm. um, and tried to help them with their creative, their creative careers, and give advice through which I've learned the last few years, right? Especially having moved from say intern to art director in just a few years. Being able to share those experiences with some of the younger generation is very fulfilling to me because you know in the military I got to do that as a leader, you know, lead soldiers into combat, but share those experiences with them and guide them in in the right direction. Because like not only you know when I was in the military I went from E you know E three to E five in a short amount of time, which you know, there's structure there where you have to do X amount of things to, to make it just like your creative career. Um, And so being able to share these experiences that I've had with them and what I like to call sending the elevator back down <laughs> right. is just it's it's truly beneficial to to, to healing in a way. It, it helps me guide them and truly so that they don't make the same, same mistakes that I made, or at least it helps them get past that hurdle easier than it took me right um i think that that in itself is um just extraordinary um some of the things that i do are just you know whether it's giving a feedback on their the way that they post things or their designs or their animation um or just life advice right i think sometimes we can get caught up in it's just about the art when Truly, it's just about the people that are left and right of you, right? Creatively,
0: right. right? I, I always kind of tell people like this is. Again, this 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 is a very personal industry, and um, a lot of times we have to. This is gonna sound bad, but like sometimes we disguise it as being like. Ultra valuable work to large brands. Mm-hmm. But the, that's not the reason why we do it, right? We do it because it is a a personal thing, and we all enjoy doing it. Like I, you know, thinking back to like when I was in like high school, and it's like, man, like you know, being able to look back now and say, like, you know, what would that kid think, knowing that he did exactly what he hoped to to do, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, I know that kid didn't think anything about like, oh, I hope that this project makes this company a good ROI. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, it's one of these things that you sort of adapt to it a little bit. So it's like, I don't know, man, it's been uh, for me anyway, it's been about 15 years in, in the industry and um, there's, there's definitely tough days still, but overall, I'm just like, this is super cool that we get to do this thing and, and people get to see the value um, in, in what it is that we do. Um, And and like you said, being able to help others, uh, sending the elevator back down, being able to help others kind of on their way up. I think, I think you're right is a, is a really fulfilling thing. Um, And I actually do appreciate just kind of the reminder of, of hearing it like that, because it's something that, I don't want to say it's necessarily easy to forget, but it's it's easy to get caught up in all the other things that that come with it.
1: Um, yeah, it's almost like getting lost in the sauce, right? Right. Um,
0: yeah. You know, because at, at this point, even for me, it's like you know, today it's every like thirty minutes to sixty minutes. That's just kind of like meeting, meeting, a little bit of time mm-hmm. to do this thing, meeting, meeting, client call, like. <laughs> um, And that is one of the things that I'm trying to kind of, me personally, anyway, get a little bit more back to is being able to teach more of the things that I know. Um, And, you know, I kind of want to bring this back to the beginning a little bit. Sure. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that I've been seeing a lot in young creatives, and when I say young creatives, I'm talking high school, college level, is There is an increasing amount of, I don't want to call it mental illness, but I won't call it mental difficulties. Um, There is a a sense of, for for me anyway, there is a sense of it is more difficult right now for this upcoming generation than it was for me or you. Mm -hmm. And not to say that that was easy, but I think it's actually gotten more (laughs) difficult now. Yeah um and what do you say to to that
1: oh that's perfect because it ties in with one of the notes that i had in right it's uh let me look real quick Mm -hmm. so something i like to i mentioned in one uh a previous thing that i did is kill the noise right we live in such a, a busy commercialized noisy world right with screens in our faces all the time we go from a cell phone to a computer to a tv right and i think for this generation, and and to point out, we didn't have a lot of that growing up. You know, I didn't have a, I didn't have devices. There was limited times when I could even play video games, right. and my parents were yelling at me to get outside and go play in the trees. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, to to my point, I think that I like to to reference this all the time. It's my favorite quote from a movie called Eddie and the Cruisers. It's all, he talks about going out in the middle of the desert and with nothing, he could hear something that he's never heard before. And I think that's hard to do for this, this new generation is what I like to point about is hearing that is your own internal voice. We all have this creative thing inside of us. We all have this, it's almost like a navigator. It points us in the creative directions we need to go, uh, or make the choices that we need to make. And and even me, I, I, I am a casualty of this because of, you know, modern technology. Um, It's hard for me to sometimes listen to that voice that tells me which Mm -hmm. direction I need to go because, and I mean, we both know that, that the internet is a a very noisy and busy place of Mm -hmm. everybody wanting to be seen, to be heard. And I know that sounds bad, but it's true. Right. Um, And I think for this new generation, it's hard. I mean, I, I really do um, have empathy because of the fact that it's only going to get more chaotic because there's always going to be some new technology, some new tool. You know, when we were growing up, there was Photoshop, Illustrator and, and InDesign, right? Like, (laughs) right. But, um, I think it's, it's just noisy to be honest with you. Um, currently right now.
0: Yeah, I can see that for sure. Um, uh, I guess that's that's kind of where... It's, it's weird for me because, like, initially it was, okay, let's teach motion graphics to people. Let's teach After Effects. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I will rarely talk about it because I don't think that that's the thing that's going to separate people. I'll talk mm-hmm. about the stories. Yes. Um, especially the personal stories that we all have. And that's... So I was just yesterday morning talking to a high school student um and i think that's what he wanted to hear more about like what software am i supposed to use but i'm like i don't know you can google that like it's gonna change in two weeks anyway so just (laughs) you'll figure something out um but it's like just keep in mind that like why we're doing this like we don't we don't do it because we know how to make keyframes in after effects we we do this because of a sense of timing that we have uh, the, the storytelling aspect of all of this stuff, and if you just focus on telling that story, mm-hmm. the the rest will come a little bit easier. Um. But yeah, this is I don't know one of the things I always talk about is like yeah, the the software is not going to separate you;
1: it's the stories that are going to separate you. What I was alluding to is like there's always going to be something new to learn, like new tool to learn, but the passion for telling those stories, to sharing those stories with the world, right, and What I like to do is sprinkle in, I think there's a quote out there. It says, every good artist puts a little bit of themselves in their work. Right. And so like, I think that for me is what makes me love what we do so special. And I think, you know, sharing that with, you know, the high school student would be like, just their tools are always going to change, but (laughs) that passion for telling those stories isn't. Right.
0: Right. That's what, at the end of uh, this conversation I had with him, he said, what's, what's an essential skill that's needed? And I was like, "Passion! Like, if this is hard, it's hard to 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 make it in this career um, because a lot of people want to do it. There is, while we're not making this whole episode about this, (laughs) like, there's a lot of competition in this. Um, and it's kind of thinking about this as a numbers game. Thinking about the whole ten thousand hour rule. It's it's not just put the time in because you think that's what you're supposed to do. It's you put the time in on accident because you're just so in love and passionate about doing this stuff. And if you can do that, I don't know, great things are going to happen. It's inevitable that great things are going to happen when you put enough time into this.
1: It is, it is. And that's the thing I had to learn the hard way, like to talk about my, you know, my college experience. Like I got into the motion game a little late. Um, You know, I was in advertising design and it switched over to UX and I was, I had that, that shiny squirrel syndrome for a while. And I, then I finally fell in love with motion back again because motion can take you anywhere. And we both know this, there's so many avenues in this industry, whether it's UX, whether it's, uh, you know, like animated storytelling, you name it. And so I think that longevity lends itself to yourself, just being able to focus on which direction you want to go and say, Hey, Really love this thing, let me do that,
0: right? And that's the other thing I always tell people is like, you don't. It's okay if you don't love it. Like in five years from now, you can you can change it. Uh, you you know you can change what whatever you're doing. You can you know you can have a twenty year career and decide that you want to be a lawn care professional if you'd like. Right. If that's what you want to do, like that's that's an option that we all have, and that's I think that's one of the coolest things. A, Careers in general is
1: that exactly, like... yeah I mean perfect example, I did the military for six years and decided this ain't my thing. I'm going to to the other side to do creative for for the rest of the my time on this earth, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be- before we wrap up, I want to ask
0: you this this one question here, and again, you don't have to answer it um any young creatives that are interested in going into the military, what do you say
1: mm. I think my personal belief is that it will provide you structure. It will provide you with necessary tools to be an effective um leader. I mean, there's so many great things that I learned personally from the military that translate to my creative career, right? Structure, managing my time, being organized, being able to answer for creative projects, right? Being able to say, Hey, say so creative director asked me, hey. I have this task for you. How long is it going to take you? Knowing yourself is, a, you know, is some of the things in the military that translates really well. You know, you have leadership in the military that asks you to complete a task and, you know, learning to to be an effective um, member of the team is crucial too, right? We both right. know this on creative projects. You know, if if one person fails, we all fail. Same thing it goes in the military, right? So being a member of a team and learning to work as a unit um, will make you successful in this creative career. I mean, personally, I think it's it's something that benefited me, um, you know, uh, long-term wise. I think there's a lot of great tools that I pulled from the military. And anybody that's creative that maybe want to go into the military, it's a, it's a, you know, I'm a big fan of the military. There are some people in, that I follow, like David Goggins, Jocko Wilnick, um, Raycash cash care. They're, you know, they're all Navy SEALs, but at the same time, they're self motivators. They give great advice on how to run a business or how to be an effective, create, not a creative, but just professional. Right? right. So I think that that's the other thing that they will teach you is how to be a professional, um, at every level. Uh, right. So I think yeah, I'm all for it. I love it. All right.
0: So let's do some final thoughts here. Um, i wanna uh, kind of structure this uh this final thought a little bit okay. into um anyone that is sorry my my child just walked in it's okay. <laughs> um, anyone that is experiencing any of these sort of disabilities at any point uh what what advice do you give them?
1: That's perfect. This was actually in my note. Um, to know that you're not alone, everybody um, on this planet has things that they deal with, um, at different levels, right? Um, at different degrees. But thinking you're alone in your battle, um, and, it, and I'm gonna relate this back to the military because, um, in the military, we fight battles together, um, in the civilian world, it's the same thing, and we go back to that that bonding experience right so anybody who's struggling with depression anxiety um ptsd you name it and it's just not related to the military there could be maybe situations you had when you were younger whatever it may be that you still deal with internally i think that knowing that there's people out there who have had these experiences um Will allow you to make those connections, right? So, like, just knowing that you're not alone, you know, having that in your tool belt is paramount because you know, the the worst way to lose a war is to think you're fighting a battle alone, right? Right. You can play a video game. You usually do it with people. You win the war. I know. I'm getting a little. I'm I'm going down a rabbit hole here. No,
0: no, no. (laughs) I think that's a good way to. Of saying that um i think for for me final thoughts here uh, anybody that is going through some stuff i think well one i think that your your advice is great of you're not alone the other thing i'll say to add on to that is you have to find a way to use these things for the better and that's a it's a it's an easy thing to say, I know, um, but you know, I've I've seen people go the complete other direction on experiences that may be similar to what I have, and it's it's easy to see how it happened you know early on in my life i i might have been like oh man they're just they're being crazy whatever like this they're not doing the right thing but after you've kind of been through something it's easy to see how many it's easy to see how one decision can change everything
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's easy to see that like why people would choose certain things as a coping mechanism right and i I say that from a very personal place, even just um my family. Just growing up um with my I don't usually talk about this, but um my brother. Um we lived a very similar life, as you could imagine, being brothers. Mm-hmm. And we we experience a lot of the same things mm-hmm. um but have gone different directions. And it's yep. mostly because I found a way to take these things that could be considered bad and I've tried to find a way to use it for the better. And again, I know that's an easy thing to say and really hard to do. Um but whenever I say that it's it's things like you know, if if you're going through something tough, you got to find a way to tell that story, right? You got to try yep. to find a way to and I think it's kind of goes back to what you're saying a bit. You got to try to find a way to find your people. Mm-hmm. Cuz you maybe it's finding your community basically. And I think that that's one of the most important things in life is to understand what communities you are a part of. Um yeah, that's that's a whole
1: episode. I mean that, that that <laughs> that resonates with me strongly because like, you know, uh I won't get into too deep, you know, the, the things that we all experience as children differ from people to per- person to right. person. But, you know, especially cause I have a brother here too. And, you know, he's decided to go a different route than me as well. And so I think that while I try to still help him in the way that I can, it's still up to him to make those decisions, right. different life decisions to, to go a different route and to try to be better. And you're, you know, exactly right throughout this whole experience, um, to sum everything up, like you have to find a way to tell those stories, right. Like we talked about, but also to find the people that you resonate with who can either help you, uh, along your journey, but also who you can share these intimate stories with and create that bond. Right. Right.
0: Absolutely, man. Uh, love that as a, as a point for us to kind of wrap this up because yeah i guess i'll say I, I really appreciate just the the honesty the transparency and i appreciate the conversation jeffrey so thanks, of course. For, Thank thanks for having, for having me. me it's always a pleasure you bet and uh to everyone else still listening everyone else that made it this far hopefully you also enjoyed this conversation and um appreciate you all for listening and love you bye Nancy show is created by made by things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll
1: see you next week with a brand new show.